On today's Coaching Coordinator Podcast, we focus on running back development. As a young coach, I asked a question at a clinic. Coach, how do you train your running backs on this play? And the answer that he gave me was tongue-in-cheek. He said, if he can't do it, we go to the next one. And I laughed like everyone else, but that really didn't help me get the answers I was looking for. And we all know that this approach doesn't work in most places. And that's why we put together this podcast with advice from seven different running backs coaches to help you prepare your running backs for camp this fall and throughout the season. Even though all these guys are running backs coaches, the advice and the approach that they take can be applied to developing any position. At the end of this, I will share more information on a bundle that we put together on CoachTube, which includes clinics from these coaches giving their philosophy, strategy, and methods supported by drill, practice, and game film. The link is in the show notes. Let's get started with some advice from former Azusa Pacific running back coach and current head football coach at LaSalle College Prep in Pasadena, California, Ben Buys. He likes to keep it simple by looking at what he calls the vital few. These are the skills a running back must excel at in order to be successful on game day. The 20% of the vital few. Let's listen to Coach Buys approach. Okay, so when I talk about vital few, it's what's really important. I know this comes from a business term, business terminology, but I think it's important when it comes to our players is how do we give them something to really sink their teeth into and how do we give them something to be successful at. And, and the bottom line is 20% of what you do affects your overall outcome by 80%. So in other words, what are the, the few things that you do as a running back or really any position that's so important that you do on a, on a daily basis that really brings 80% of the production? And if you can focus on that 20% and take the defects out of that 20%, then your overall production is so much better. So a lot of this um, comes from a business terminology where they want to take the defects out of what they're doing instead of um, focusing on 100% of what you do, focus on that 20% that's really important. And if you take the defects out, your productivity is going to go up. So that's where the term vital few and the understanding of that comes from. I was fortunate to, at Azusa Pacific to, to work with some great people and great head coach, Victor Santa Cruz, who put this all in, into play for us. And I think for any position you're coaching, if you can do that and say, what are the really vital things that we do? How can we do those better? Um, it makes it more effective and it makes it really clear for the kids, um, even when it comes down to uh, grading them and, and, and all those things, okay? So for my running backs, for this is what I did for a long time. And this could be anything for you as a running back coach, but for me, it was perfect steps. And all that means is we're going to put ourselves in the right position to be successful. So whatever your scheme is, for us, it was a lot of inside zone, outside zone, and down scheme. But whatever that scheme is, um, how can you put yourself in the right position so that muscle memory takes over and then you can just be an athlete? But I wanted to have those perfect steps to be in that, that spot. Ball security, obviously, we all know that. Uh, ball security is job security. Everything we always talk about, really important. One and done cut and transitional speed. For me, um, as a running back, that was always so very important to, when I was not only recruiting running backs, but when I was coaching them is you love speed. It's awesome. It's great. Um, but how efficiently can you get to that top end speed? Um, how are you not going to waste movement? So really you could call this efficiency of speed also, because we all like the guy that can, can juke a safety in open field, but really that's a very small percentage of what we do. 
Um, really, most of it is between the tackle box or five yards behind and five yards in front. And it's one cut and being efficient with the movement, having our feet underneath us and being able to explode out of it. Um, that's really more important to a running back. Um, and those big plays come with really good speed, but, but the, you know, the four yards is a win. And if you can continue to, to teach that to guys, it's great. Blocking, those are the utmost, utmost importance. And there's a progression that I always taught those guys and always do teach them from, from the ground up, from the feet, to the hands, to the eyes, to the hips, how we're going to be great at blocking. And then uh, pass threat, especially in today's day and age with football, um, we have to be able to catch the footballs running backs. Have to. Have to be a threat out of the backfield. Have to be able to turn in our shadow and get downfield right away and not waste movement when it comes to that, too. So, when I talk about vital few, when I'd come into running back room and I was specifically just coaching running backs, I'd say these are the five things you guys have to be good at. And then if we had issues during the year and, um, you know, some guy thought he should be playing more than another, it was really easy for me to say, okay, look, your, your steps aren't perfect or your transitional speed is lacking compared to what he's doing. And it gave me a way to be able to grade them in a way that was really efficient and gave them some real things to sink their teeth into instead of, just saying, well, you just got to be better. You just got to run harder. Yeah, that's great. We want them to, but maybe it's because they're they're not being efficient with their speed or maybe their steps aren't good. So they're not um, running as hard because they're not putting their body in the right position. So, um, again, good to give to them, but also a good way to really uh, go around and make sure that they are um, being able to progress and know what to get better on is really important. Retired NFL running back coach David Walker describes what he calls the anatomy of a running back. These are the football skills, mental intelligence, and the essentials of the job description of the running back. He explains it here. These are some of the things I think that are important. Uh, these are some of the things in terms of when I would put together my lesson plans um, and my, my coaching, I would try to make sure I'm answering these things in terms of what I'm trying to develop or what I'm working on. So to me, we're trying to develop and enhance the physical skills the football intelligence, the mental toughness to successfully perform and execute the job description of the position. The requirements needed, physical qualities, gotta include body control, lateral quickness, contact balance, vision, speed, acceleration, toughness, you gotta have ball skills, and then you gotta have what I would call the mental makeup for quick decision-making, attention to detail, accountability, and then almost goes without saying, gotta be able to give great effort when you're on the field. <clears throat> I think a picture a picture speaks a thousand words. You look, look at this picture. <clears throat> I think from a back standpoint, they come in all sizes. You know, whether they're five foot eight or six foot three, whether they weigh 180 or weigh 240. Um, but I think really what we're trying to develop and we're trying to work with is, can they process information, coach their eyes so you can get them to see what's important. You know, from an upper body standpoint, be strong and explosive. From a lower body standpoint, be quick, fast, and elusive. And then to me, you need that mindset of kind of being the man, that, 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 that mindset. And we've all coached great players, and we've all tried to instill that, hey, if the game is on the line, just give me the rock. I'll take care of it for us. You know, that type of mentality at that position, I think, is important. I had the opportunity to recruit and coach Isaac Reed, who just completed – his first full-time year as the running backs coach at the University of Buffalo. In this segment, he discusses the development and philosophy and aspects he focused on to help develop an NCAA record holder in the 2020 season. So I, I brag on those guys a little bit because obviously as coaches, we know 
uh, we have great players. They make us look really good, and it's really a team effort. Um, we have some really good players this year, but just some things um, to kind of help those guys, set those guys up for success is what I'll kind of get into now. And a big thing in our program is winning with speed, right? And when, when I say that, you know, we're not a, we, we, we change our tempo in our offense, but we're not a up-tempo, run 100 plays a game. That's, uh, we can't do that, but that's not what we, we base our, our hats on. When I say win with speed, it, it's how we play every, every play. So some ways we're able to do that and give our guys confidence to just play fast, but win with speed and not, not think too much is the first one is simplify and execute, okay? Well, their read keys, their responsibilities are laid out very clear for them what they have to do on every play, what their responsibilities are, who they're reading on this run play, who they're reading on this pass play. In terms of protection, we, we, we lay that stuff out, we go over it, uh, we try to simplify it as much as we can so they can go out there and just be football players. Because at the end of the day, we recruited them because of their abilities. We're not trying to hinder them in, in any way. Uh, the next thing is rep everything. Never under coach or never overlook anything. Uh, just because last week, you know, we seen this pressure, double A gap pressure, and say uh, we decided we're going to pick it up a certain way and we're going to do it the same way the next week. We don't want to just overlook that. We don't just want to undercoach that because we're like, hey, we did that last week. Or there's a pressure we seen the previous week that the team showed a lot on tape and then against us never showed. And then the next week we decide, okay, I don't think they're going to run that against us. Never leave it up to a guessing game, right? Overcoach, overcoach everything. Uh, get, stay on top of your guys, show them as much film as you can, right? We want to show them every pressure. You're not going to get every pressure in, in team periods. That's just what it is. So that's why you find time to, during special teams, possibly if your guys aren't on there, to, to get them to some uh, blitz looks in the BPU with the quarterbacks and the offensive line. You know, just show them as much as, much as you can because at the end of the day, if it, only if it even comes once, if your guys are able to pick that up, you'll, you'll be, you know, you don't want that to cost you if they don't. All right, and then at the end of the day, you rep everything, you simplify and execute for your players, they'll be able to play fast, right? So the fourth, oh, excuse me, go back here. So uh, I kind of, I heard a coach when I first started coaching, Coach Horton at the time, he's a running back coach at Auburn, and he talked about the four pillars of running back play, okay? And, and I, I believe that to be a good running back, to be a good running back coach, you want your guys to be able to play really well in these four facets of the game. Okay, so we want them to play fast. The first one, obviously, we want them playing fast, getting to their aiming point right now. We don't really teach uh, slow too fast through like, like some programs may teach. We want them running right now, downhill if it's inside zone, chasing their aiming point on outside zone right now to really get the, uh, the defense distorted. Okay, so at first we want them to play fast and we'll, we'll get into kind of our reads uh, right here on, after, this, after this slide. Uh, but we want to simplify their reads. So right now they're running and they're not thinking. We want them being ball players. We don't want them out there thinking too much. Okay, we want them playing fast uh, in terms of pass protection. All right, so we want them to identify their keys, identify their blitz threats, and then close the distance on those guys. When I say close the distance, I want their toes on their on the defender's toes getting there and, and punching them. We want to meet them as close to the line of scrimmage as possible. We don't want them in, in the backfield really closing that uh, that pocket for the quarterback. So. You have confidence, you know who you have. You're not worried about guys uh, that the O-line's going to pick up. You can go get those guys right now. Uh, playing fast when, when getting the ball, right? This, this can happen when we're free releasing the back. If we're free releasing them, get out right now because it's hot, the quarterback can be coming to you. Or if you're the primary read in, in, in that particular um, concept, you get out right now and, and get the ball. 
say you're, you're just the check down guy, you still want to do your job, you want to check your protection. Okay, your guys didn't come. Now you want to get on your route, uh, you know, fast because now you can be helping, uh, say we have a curl flat combo and you're the flat guy. Now you can help that curl really open up by uh, playing fast, getting out of there right now and, and not worried about stuff that doesn't, doesn't pertain to you. And then the last one, take their eyes, right? On all on play fakes, inside zone, maybe it's a read play, the quarterback pulls it. Okay, you want to play fast now, okay? You, it's a naked game, you're coming downhill, you want to just play fast, get those eyes on you, take those eyes, really help out the rest, rest of the team. So those four pillars I kind of talked about, as you can see, running backs need to be able to run the ball, they need to be able to pass protect, they need to be able to receive the ball when throwing it to them, and then they need to be able to take their eyes in, in, the, uh, in the fake game. when. Coach Drew Svoboda was the running backs coach at Rice and is now the special teams coordinator and tight ends coach at Alabama. He discusses what he calls the post-play call progression, which allows his running backs to have a thought process to how they will approach the upcoming play. All the progression is trainable, and he describes it here. Okay, so post-play call progression. Okay, very, very important here. Assignment and alignment. Once the play is called, assignment and alignment. You see I've got those interchangeable because different plays obviously are going to potentially have a tweak in your alignment. So you can, you, can, you can say which one comes first, okay? You say the play and then they get aligned or sometimes uh, certain alignments are tied to certain plays. Your footwork on this play is critical. Obviously the mesh with the quarterback, the aiming point, we'll talk about that. And then obviously is where the read and react comes in. And that once again, I'm just keep, gonna keep saying it, it is trainable, it's trainable, it's trainable. Uh, many times there will be two acceptable decisions out of the running back, okay? And you'll see that when I go through the video. Making a full speed decision and living with it is how you have to live. Do not allow the running back to have paralysis by analysis. And you as a coach need to be careful about second guessing what you're telling the running back. Because if you constantly change what you are emphasizing, okay, you are going to have a guy at some point say, Coach, you know, everything I do, you're telling me it's right or it's wrong or whatever here. You know, give them the tools. Let them see how to read it so they can make that full speed decision. And then the next thing I talked about already, the running back's got to be in tune with the blocking schemes of the offensive line. Any O-line adjustments that are critical to him, he has to be uh, in the loop on, okay? And and there's little subtle things I'll talk about in the video that'll – prove my point. And then just being aware of down and distance, I think as a running back in general, not just on this play, but if it's third and short or it's fourth and short, your mentality is totally different than it would be on, on just a base down. I like to say a bird in the hands versus, is better than two in the bush. If it's third and one, uh, you got to pull that trigger when you see that first opportunity, okay? And uh, fourth down, obviously, it's got its own mindset, but fourth and short, uh, you absolutely, you will always trade one or two yards for that 80-yard run if you know you can get one or two right now. So uh, that's that bird in the hand. Very important. Coach Gabe Infante took over as the running backs coach at Temple University after a successful career as a high school coach. In this segment, he explains three phases of a running play, which he utilizes to create the training plan for his running backs. When I talk to our running backs and what I've come to understand in terms of how I want to talk to our running backs in terms of the anatomy of run, I talk about three phases. Uh, and all our drills really stem back to this, okay, which is I, I, I think there, there are three phases of any run. Uh, 
you know, for me, there's the, the, the insert or the, the entrance into the play, uh, which, you know, back in the day we call, you know, our hole. All right. But I, I, I kind of get away from that a little bit. So, you know, where, where is our insert and the insert can change, you know, so we talk about point of attack, um, the point of attack and the insert, you know, to take a step back and talk about fundamentals for a second, a lot of that has to do with, you know, your alignment, your footwork and your tempo. Okay. So a back's ability to find that insert has a lot to do with, not only the scheme of the play, you know, how are things going to be blocked, right? What kind of double team are you using on power, for example, right? You know, what are you doing to that three technique? You know, same thing with, you know, what's your footwork on, you know, what's the offensive line's footwork on inside and outside zone? Because traditionally, you know, our footwork and our shoulders should match the footwork and the shoulders of the offensive linemen, right? But it, it also has to do with, with, uh, with tempo. You know, there are some plays where, 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 you know, the blocks are more vertical and we may want our back more downhill. And there are plays where we're going to want to slow their tempo down. Okay. Where we're, you know, the old slow to explode through on inside zone. So understanding the rhythm of a play, uh, to me, the, the, the most, to me, the most complicated part of the run is the insert. I think there are so many things that can impact the insert. Um, I, I talk to our guys like when we run outside zone, um, especially, you know, the last couple of years, we run outside zone into the boundary. Um, we've been we've been very prone to corner crash and our back's ability to anticipate corner crash is going to change his insert. It's not going to be an outside zone play anymore. Most likely it's going to really turn into an inside zone play. Um, and so. All those things are, I think, really, really important. The insert to me, the first level, my footwork, which, which really goes back to my stance, right? If my stance is wrong, um, I'm going to fall step. If I fall step, the timing of the play is going to be off. If, I'm, if my stance is off balance and I've got to take an extra step to adjust my weight, it's going to slow me down. It may put me off track to the point of attack. Um, if I, if I don't do a good job of illustrating to our backs where their vision should be, um, like wh what am I looking at? What am I, where should my eyes be on this play, i.e. the point of attack? I may miss the insert. Um, all those things to me are really, really important. And to me, that's, that's really the anatomy of that, – that's really the most important part of the anatomy of the run. When we talk about – but escape, we're talking about the second level of the run. And I always tell our guys very simply, um, to have a very effective escape, it's all about speed and pad level, okay? Because um, for us to break that second level tackle, you know, we're going to have to hit that thing with authority, right? If, if, if we stop at the line of scrimmage because we're unsure about the insert, most backs don't possess the ability to reaccelerate to the point where they can break a tackle at the second level. So the ability to time our entry so that we can hit that at full speed is critical. And then, you know, as we, I talked about earlier, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you some, I'll, I'll be quiet for a second and show you some video in a second. You know, it's the ability to identify, you know, where the tackler is coming from and then, you know, be able to, to, to minimize how much of his body surface, you know, he's going to hit us with. So I tell our guys, listen, 
we should never get hit square on, right? Like we should never, we're division one running backs. No one should ever take a square hit on us, right? So, you know, am I hitting, am I running into the, into the trunk of the tree? Am I running into the shoulder? You know, am I, am I running into the bicep? Am I running to the forearm? Am I running to the hand, right? What is, what is the actual distance, you know, for me to turn a, a, a high profile shoulder tackle into an arm tackle? Right. And we want to be precise. Like I tell them, that's often the difference between escaping the second level, escaping the box and not escaping the box. Right. So if, if you don't hit it full speed because your timing was off, if you don't hit the right spot because your footwork was off, if you don't see the guy you need to make miss or, or to minimize his contact because your eyes are in the wrong place, then you, 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 you depreciate the, 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 the opportunity to have a, a, a good run. And every run has a value to it. So when we, look at, when we look at our runs, right, we talk about efficiency with our running backs. You know, we say any run that's four yards on first down is an efficient run. Any run on second down that gets us half the distance to a first down is an efficient run. So second and six, a three-yard run is an efficient run. And then any run on third down that gets you a first down, regardless of distance, is an efficient run. And every run when we look at it has a value to it. Like that run had a maximum of four yards. Did you get four yards? And a lot of times, you know, we're short of being efficient because of something like that. You know, we squatted at the line of scrimmage because we got there too fast and we didn't let the double teams develop. You know, our footwork was off because our stance was off because we were off balance. And that first step we took, you know, was a false step just to get us adjusted again when that should have been in our stance, you know, we, we don't hit the second level with pad level and authority, and we didn't identify where that guy was coming from, so he put too much body on us, and we didn't get through. And so, to me, that, that, those two aspects are critical. And when we talk about big runs, we talk about the fact, the, the opportunity to identify that third-level defender, that bonus hitter, as I call him, where is he coming from? Every defense, right, especially nowadays with RPOs, are hiding that bonus, that bonus hitter. Is it the boundary safety? Is it the corner-on-corner corner crash? Is it the field backer? Is it the field safety? Right Through film study, we need to identify who is, not in, who is not in the box right now, who potentially will be in the box, that once I get through the box, i got to make that guy miss. And, and what is our strategy for that? Right? So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build that on all our runs. Right? So you know, here's an example. John Garrett is the head coach at Lafayette. And in this segment, he describes the skill he calls dip and slip, which is about gaining those extra yards. And it starts with understanding how to set up blocks, then execute the cuts. This is dip and slip. What are you talking about, Coach Garrett? All right, so here's what we want to accomplish is this. What we want to accomplish is, is we want to maximize yards gained on the play by getting the ball into space. We want to run away from the defense. It forces the defense to have to defend and tackle from sideline to sideline. It stresses the defense pursuit and contain principles and will significantly increase your team's yards per carry and yards after catch. And it also reduces the amount of collisions on all your ball carriers. Okay. What is it? Well, it has to do with a blocker out in front of a runner. It happens all the time in football particularly on the perimeter. The blocker in front of the ball carrier on the perimeter happens a lot in the game. 
blocker and the runner must be in sync with how dip and slip works. You have to coach the blocker more than the runner. Okay? All right. So the blocker's technique, all right, is an inside-out approach as you're approaching a defender on an angle. Put the hat on the outside, okay, outside shoulder, and your inside foot on the def defender's inside foot. Marry the feet. Cover them up with your hat on the outside. Once the defender, after the block is engaged, sticks his hat inside, thinking the back is going inside, thinking he's stretching and cutting, the blocker pins him inside, and the ball goes out. It's not a hook block. Don't arc to hook him. You'll, we'll see some pictures here in a second. Ball carry. Get in phase with the blocker. Behind and in on the inside hip. Dip inside to set up the block, causing the defender to stick his hat inside. Then slip back outside. Once defender's hat goes inside. If the defender just stays outside and he is dead set on containing it, then cut back inside, then get back out and down the sidelines. And then you'll be running away from the pursuit. We finish with an undercoach aspect of running back play, the fake. UC Davis running back coach Mark Speckman explains why deception is important to the running back and the offense in this clip. Wendy, why, why is it important to have deception? I, I, this is some of the thoughts I've had on this. I think you got to be, you got to use some deception to even things up when you're coaching from behind. And what do I mean by coaching from behind? Some teams are just bigger and faster than you. We've all played a team like that. You go, you're watching my film, go, holy cow. Um, how are we going to match up? You know, are we just going to, you know, two years ago we played Cal and they're a good football team, good defense, and we gave them a heck of a game here from Davis. But, you know, really, were we going to outzone USC? We're going to, you know, we're just going to knock them off the ball. We, we, we had some good up schemes, but we had to do some things a little bit different, and, and, and it helped us keep staying in the game. Maybe your school's more academic. I've, I've coached at, at, at three academic colleges that are hard to get into, and I know a lot of times when I look at grades, we're never going to get that guy, but we'll play against him. And so maybe the academics are, are tough. Um, maybe you just got a lousy class. Maybe your sophomore class just doesn't have a whole lot of athletes. And they, now they're seniors and you're kind of stuck with these guys. Uh, maybe you're playing up a classification. You know, we did that. I've done that several times um, in my career. We had to play up. And um, how do you match up? And then, you know, with COVID, you know, everything was, it's been kind of crazy. And, and maybe you're starting, you know, somebody misses a game because they, they test positive. So I think that there's time. This happens to all of us. And, and, and I think that good coaches, again, just refuse to lose. You know, you're, you're not going to let that stuff stop. It's a problem, but you got to figure out a way to, to get around that. And then sometimes you're coaching from a level or ahead. And then if you, you, you deception makes their work week much tougher, it makes them pick their poison. Like, what are they going to stop? What do they got? You know what you're, what you're good at. They know what you're good at. Can they stop your counter punches? And then dividing their defense. My whole thing on offense is I approach it from a defensive perspective because I was a defensive player and a defensive coordinator. But we want to swarm to the football. We want to get to the ball, and I want to divide you. I don't want to let you do that. 
and the deception makes people run the wrong way. You can fake a guy out a lot further than you can um, by blocking him. And again, I, I know this is the wings and things clinic and, and wing tea is very deceptive. Uh, so I'm not really saying anything new, but trying to just put it into a nice pile here. There you have it. Some great tips from outstanding running back coaches from the college level. Again, as I mentioned, this is all part of a bundle that we've put together uh, with some incredible savings. It's actually 73% off. You can get these eight courses, add them to your library on CoachTube for $47, and it includes a few more than the coaches who spoke here. Uh, So just a rundown of what is in there. We have Developing the Complete Running Back by retired NFL coach David Walker. We have Be a Complete Running Back by Ohio University Offensive Coordinator and Running Back Coach Tim Albin. A.J. Stewart adds to the library. He's the running back coach at Arizona. He goes through running back fundamentals and teaches all the core fundamentals and reads for tight zone, wide zone, and pin and pull in order to help you develop vision. As we mentioned, John Garrett talks about dip and slip, maximize yards as a ball carrier, We have running back philosophy and drills from Ben Buys. Again, this was a very highly rated clinic talk this past clinic season. Mark Speckman goes into the deception uh, and how that is the great equalizer and really illustrates this with a ton of film, including film from the NFL. Isaac Reed, uh, who had just finished his first year as Buffalo's running back coach, goes into uh, the simplification of running back reads in their offense and talks about their keys Uh, to developing the running back. And then Coach Drew Svoboda, who is now at Alabama, goes into teaching running back reads for the inside zone. Uh, This library really puts together something that gives you the answers that you need to prepare your backs in camp as well as troubleshoot some of the issues that will come up over the course of the season. And as always, CoachTube courses are chaptered to help you jump to exactly the drill or the coaching point that you're looking for in order to help develop your running backs throughout the season. Again, grab that bundle. It is regularly $175, available for $47 for all eight courses. That's 73% off. The link is in the show notes. Thank you again for listening to Coaching Coordinator. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.